Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible University. Through my podcast and signature coaching program, I teach women just like you how to ditch the body image issues, gain confidence, and lose the emotional weight to look and feel irresistible at any size. If you like the podcast, you're going to love my group coaching program. If you want to learn more about it, including the investment, what's included, see real client testimonials, and to sign up and enroll, please head over to irresistibleicing.com slash course. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 181 of the Irresistible You podcast. My voice is still a hot mess, just like it was last week. So let me just tell you what's going on and what we're going to do today. So in this episode, I will be very honest with you guys. I did not prepare a long list of notes or bullet points and getting all my instructional design type stuff going down. I did not do that today. Um, And I'll get into that in just a little bit. But I was feeling the urge. (laughs) I was feeling the urge to just get on here and chit chat with you guys like a very casual, just we're friends, we're catching up, we're talking, and, you know, we'll just kind of see where things go from here. I don't have a uh, one specific topic today. It's just going to be a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And if you're down to ride out with that, then, hey, keep listening. If that's not your thing, then, you know, you know where to exit. So I am still congested, as you can hear in my voice. I shared with you guys last week, I don't know if I put it on the podcast, but I know I put it in Instagram how I had to go back to the, or I had to go to the doctor because I was having serious ear pain, ends up being an ear infection. Okay. And they put me on an antibiotic. So it starts to feel a little better for a few days, like not as much pain. It's feeling a little bit better, but then I started feeling even more fluid inside of my ear. I started feeling literally like I'm under the water and I just, it is driving me insane. No matter what I do, I was like on YouTube girl. I was everywhere trying to Google like, what can I do to clear my ear? And literally nothing is working. And when I tell you nothing, nothing is working. Okay. So (laughs) I end up going back to urgent care which was not planned. So that's going to lead me to the other thing I was just going to like talk about today. So I end up going back to urgent care yesterday. And, you know, that takes a big chunk of your time when you've got to get there. The wait time is insane. You've got to go through the appointment then get back home, then try to refocus your brain to get back on track, go pick up the prescriptions. And it just, this day that you had planned, it derails your day because you weren't planning on doing this, right? So uh, they put me on two additional medications, hoping that this will be the thing. And here's where I'm going to tell you. Here's where I'm at. So this morning when I woke up is the first time that I have woken up on my own feeling like I had rested, I woke up feeling like I had actually had decent sleep. Even though 
I went to bed at like one o'clock in the morning. I literally went to bed at 1 a.m. And I naturally woke up before my alarm a little bit before seven. So it's not like I had this, you know, tons of sleep. I didn't, but I had quality sleep. And I don't know if it's related to the medication. I want to say yes, because that's the only thing that's different. And it's the first time I have felt refreshed when I wake up in the morning. (sighs) I mean, maybe in a couple years to be, to be very like honest with you guys, I really want to say it's been a while because you guys know I have a two-year-old, um, you know, and so for a while, you know how that sleep goes and I'm going to knock on wood that he continues to sleep through the night. And every time I talk about it, he seems to like become a demon and doesn't want to sleep. But anyway, you know, kids slept through the night. I slept through the night. The dog slept through the night and I woke up feeling, I was like, Oh my God, is this what it feels like to wake up refreshed? Is this what it feels like to wake up and not feel groggy and like, Oh, I just, I want to like lay here. Right. So I don't know if it was the medicine. I definitely feel a little better upon waking up. My ear even felt better because for the last week or so week, every time I would wake up, my ear felt like it had got like that side of my face felt like it was going numb. And as I start moving about the day, I'm driving cat to school. All of a sudden I'm like underwater seriously underwater again it hasn't fully cleared but now it feels worse than it has so even as I sit here right now it's definitely more clogged it's more full but it's different so I want to be hopeful I'm going to be optimistic that the reason for that is because we have things moving and grooving okay and if this doesn't work after the five day or six day regimen that they gave me I'm not going back to urgent care I'm going to go to an ENT and we're going to just get down to business and we're going to find out what's going on because I can't live like this. It's, it's so frustrating and miserable. Like it's like the things that you don't realize until you have a problem, right? We take for granted. So that just leads me to, I'm sick of being sick. Like I am someone who used to pride myself on the fact that I never get sick. I mean, not never, but like if I got a cold, it wasn't like bad. Um, it wasn't that severe. I would be fine. And this past year, I guess, I mean, honestly, like the past few months have just been literally one thing after another. We were sick on Thanksgiving, Christmas, the end of January, the end of February. And I am done. Like last week was another emergency unexpected visit to the child urgent care because Javi his eyes were so swollen, I guess, from all the congestion and the sinuses and everything. And then I'm in there the next day and I'm like, I cannot effing do this anymore. Like, I'm just done. I am so done. And then a couple nights ago, he's still on his antibiotic. He starts coughing. And I'm like, I, I quit. Like, I-, I-, I just quit at this point because this has never been like this. So I don't know. I've heard from other parents and other people that, They have also had the same experience this season and it just needs to stop because I haven't felt like I've had a normal week in a very long time. And when I mean normal, I mean that whatever is scheduled for the week is like what is scheduled for the week. Like we're not popping in here with urgent cares and all this other kind of nonsense. And it's just like, 
you know, or, or, you know, my kid who thinks he's like a mountain climber already, like falling down and busting his eye and busting his head. It is just like next level shit. And I'm just done. And I know, you know, it's just, it's enough. Enough is enough. I want to have a normal week. And it also has been like nonstop appointments. Like there was a week and I told my husband, I was like, I don't know how we did this and how we managed to, to book all of these things. It was one of those weeks where there was like a doctor or a dentist or some kind of appointment outside of our work stuff. Literally like every single day. I know one day there was multiple things and I'm like, we cannot do this again. So I just need a week where like, there's no appointments. There's no, you know, we're just, we're just going to roll. We're just going to be boring and we're going to do everything that we had planned and it's just going to roll. And then this week we got the leprechaun traps. So girl, girl, (laughs) like (laughs) first and foremost, okay, I need to understand who was sitting around and said, well, shit, I don't have enough things to do with my kids. So like, we're going to create this ridiculous tradition of a leprechaun trap. And then as parents, you know, we already got fat man. We already got the bunny. We already got the fairy. Okay. Expectations. Okay. And there's nothing more frightening than going in the room in the middle of the night, exchanging teeth for money. Like, it's frightening because you're like, oh my God, are they going to wake up? Oh, it's, it's just, it's so anxiety producing. And so now us new generation of parents have an expectation that this fucking leprechaun shows up at our house and he's mischievous and he pees green in the toilet and y'all, I can't. And so this week, um, I helped Kat to do her leprechaun trap. They're doing one at school. Cool. She also wants to do one at home. All right. Cool. You know, but what happened in the beginning of this is it turned into meltdown city. You know, sometimes kids, especially girls for no reason whatsoever, the wind could blow and we're having an emotional breakdown. And that's kind of what was happening with Leprechaun Gate 2023. And I am happy to say it's done it's completed and we are on track to be ahead of time for St. Patrick's day. So go us. And that (laughs) it's funny though, because I had just shared this on Instagram, how, you know, I have my hands in many different buckets, right? I have the podcast and my courses and my journal and what I do here through the Irresistible You brand, right? I also have the other side of my business, which is instructional design, contracting, and consulting. So work life is very full. It's it's nice. I'm very blessed. I love what I do. It is not by chance. It has all been created. We'll get into that another day. And then I'm also a mom, right? I'm a mom. I have little, little kids. I have a six-year-old girl and I have a two-year-old son and I have a 13-year-old chihuahua and I have a husband. Okay. (laughs) And when I am, so I feel very stretched thin at times and I get very down on myself and very hard on myself that like, I'm not doing enough, right? I'm not killing it in every single area because 
there's always going to be a trade-off. There's always a trade-off. And what I mean by that is, you know, in the app, so in the mornings to like mid afternoon, I'm good. I don't have, you know, the kids are with school or with, with, um, Frank or whatnot. So I'm good. But then in the afternoons when he works and I'm, you know, in full-time mom mode as well as still full-time businesswoman mode, because that I still have things that have to get done because I, you know, anyway, so if my daughter's here in the office with me and I have a deadline of a training course or content that I need to create, that becomes the priority in that moment, which means I don't get to spend that quality time with her. So it means she's either on her tablet, playing Roblox, if I allow her to do that, um, watching a show. I try to make sure she does things that are educational. We're not going to just sit here and play Roblox for hours. That's not how it's going to go down. Or she's doing something creative and artsy or homework, workbooks, that type. She's doing something independently in the office. I'm like looking over there where her stuff is. Um, She's doing something independently in the office while I'm here working. So we're together. It's not necessarily quality time. But I, you know, I'm not with her one-on-one if she needs some, you know, and, and it's also not fully independent because she might need help with something or she gets hungry or she needs a snack or she needs a bolus of insulin or whatever. So my point here is that if I'm killing it in one area, I'm not crushing and killing it in another because there's a trade-off. So if I'm focused, laser focused on a project, I've got a deadline, I have clients waiting for something, it has to get done. I can't sit there and turn everything off and leprechaun trap with her. Okay. So like this week, I just noticed she was getting really frustrated. She really wanted to get this leprechaun thing popping. And I'm like trying to help her here and there while I'm trying to do work. And I'm like, this isn't working. She's having meltdowns. We got leprechaun gate 2023 going on. I don't understand why. So I just shut my computer off. I gave her my full attention and we took the rest of the afternoon while Javi was napping and we plotted out what we wanted to do. We got ideas, we painted a box and we prepped the first half of this leprechaun trap situation. And my point in that is now I'm killing it with my kid, right? I'm spending time with her. These are the kind of memories that children remember. My daughter's love language is quality time. So it doesn't matter what her and I are doing together, whether we play Roblox together or whether we do leprechaun traps or we go somewhere or we go to Disney World, whatever it is, quality time is her love language. So now I'm killing it with her. We've we've done this thing. We've, we've got a plan for tomorrow. We're going to come back in and we're going to finish our trap. But now some of the work that I needed to finish and one of those things was writing up notes for this week's podcast doesn't get done. So now I feel like I'm losing or I'm not doing good enough in these other areas of my life. So people talk about that balance. Sometimes there just isn't balance. Sometimes it really just is. This is heavier than this side and vice versa. And that's just the way it goes. But I knew in that moment, she needed me more than my work needed me or I needed my work, right? Like I can catch up, I can make do. 
all right, we're going to compromise. We're going to make do. We're, we're going to just have a chit chatting type of podcast today. And, you know, it's, I always say done is better than perfect. Something is getting recorded. Something in this podcast hopefully will resonate with you. You will connect with something. You will have an aha moment. You will have a validating moment. And my job here has been accomplished, right? And it feels really good to do what you say you're going to do. And I said I was going to have a podcast episode every single week, right? And to be able to do that, I can check the box. So I'm not failing when I think about it. It's not a fail. It's just maybe not what I thought would happen this week. Just like last week wasn't what I thought it would be with urgent care, urgent care. Um, Javi hurt himself later and got his hand stuck in the car. Like guys, I just, it's ridiculous. Um, and I have just accepted that I am just in a busy season of life with parenting. I will always be a businesswoman. I will always have my work. That will always be something that's part of me and what I'm doing. But this season of life with my kids being the ages that they are and the needs that they have, that's, that's temporary. And I wish more people understood how temporary it really is and that when it's gone, it's gone. You know, I think about this is the only year my daughter will be six. This is the only year she will be in kindergarten. There won't be multiple years where she wants to sit down and do and wants to do leprechaun traps so bad that she's having emotional meltdowns about it. There will come a time where she won't be bothered or can't be bothered to do things with me like that. So while sometimes it feels like we're being pulled in multiple directions because we are, we have to reprioritize in the moment what really matters and what really matters. It's so hard though, isn't it? Because if we don't work, people say, oh, money doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, but money is also a form of survival. If I don't have money and I don't have the means to go out and work and make money, I can't survive in this world. You can't, you can't eat, you can't have a place to live, you can't have, you, you just, you can't. So money is necessary. It is a priority, right? But there are times where we have to reprioritize, you know, my kids will always come first and foremost over everything, right? It's like the work will be there. There's ways to catch up. There's ways to, you know, I can always come back late at night when the kids go to sleep and I bust out storyboards for some content, right? There are ways for me to catch up in the background. I can't catch up with the time that's lost with the kids. I can't catch up when they are sick in the moment and they just need me, right? And it's, I have to remind myself that this is also the reason why I decided to work for myself, to work from home. When I made that decision, I only had Chewy. And he was the inspiration because I was like, I am sick of going into an office. I am sick of going to work for nine plus hours a day. And now I have to leave this little tiny puppy at home. The majority of like, I mean, I would rush home for lunch and that was it. And I've got to leave this little puppy home alone without me. 
what kind of life is that for him, for me? Like, what's the point? And it made me think at the time I didn't want kids, but it made me think about, well, what if I do decide to have kids? If I ever do decide to have kids, I don't want to have to choose that situation of work over taking my kids to the doctor. I don't ever want to be put in a position where I need permission to take my child to an urgent care, to take my child to her endocrinologist appointment. And quite frankly, to take the afternoon off and take my kids to the aquarium just because I freaking feel like doing it. You know, entrepreneurship, working for yourself, it is not for everyone. (laughs) Trust me. It is not for everyone. And I understand that and I recognize it, but I created the situation. And so sometimes I have to remember when I feel like, oh my God, all this work, the kids, the house and this, it's like, come on girl, like this is what you used to pray for. And we need to remember that, that some of the problems, the perceived problems, air quoting, that we have, we prayed for those problems years ago. And I can, and and I have to remember that. And that's where we have to then go, okay, I'm grateful for this. I need to remember that I'm grateful for this. This is okay. And also on the same, on the same coin of that is like, it's okay to be annoyed. (laughs) You can be two things, right? You can be annoyed that you're getting pulled off of a project to do a leprechaun trap, but you can also be grateful to have the ability to do both. It may not be done the way you thought it was going to be done, but you still can shuffle and move things around. And I'm very good at doing that. It's just sometimes enough is enough. I'm like, girl, can I just get like a day? (laughs) Can I just get a day to lock myself in this office and like catch up and no one bother me? That would be amazing. So, you know, it, it happens. Leprechaun trap 2023 is done. Now we will have to set it out. We will have to set the trap out tomorrow. I will share that on Instagram with you guys so you can see what she, her brain is like super creative and what she came up with. And we, we did this thing. So we're going to put it out tomorrow, um, the night before St. Patty's and, um, I'll share some pictures of the next day and we'll see what happens. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Oh my God. I literally can't, I really cannot. So just know that you know, this too shall pass, put things in perspective, focus on what you can and try to just that whole balance thing, guys, like there's no balance. Like some days are just heavier in other areas than others. So just do what you can do. Now I do want to share with you guys. I had a very, very sweet email and I haven't replied yet and I'm going to reply to you soon, girl, I promise. But I figured this would be even better if I could reply in the podcast itself. So I'm going to read her email and then I'm going to share some thoughts that I have around this. Okay. So here we go. Give me just a second. Let me pull that up and we are going to read this together. All right. She said, hi, Amy. I absolutely love listening to your podcast. You are a badass. Simple as that. For my entire life, I've been the fat girl. I was made fun of literally my entire childhood, kindergarten through high school. I wasn't even that fat. It was one boy in elementary and middle school and then the boy's friend in high school. He was a complete douchebag. Yes, he was. 
now that I look back on it, he made fun of me because he was so tiny. He was short and skinny, had no muscles. He had to find someone to make fun of and make himself feel better. hundred percent. Even though I realized that he made fun of me to make himself feel better to this day. And I'm 37. I still see a fat girl in the mirror. My highest weight was 285 at the beginning of this year. I'm down to 264. Good for you, girl. But it's a struggle every day to look at myself and not want to cry. I'm working so hard on looking at myself and picking out the beautiful things rather than the ugly. Your podcast has been a blessing. I just started listening last week and I'm already on episode 30. So long story long, my number one question is super loaded. How do you get beyond looking at yourself as the fat girl when that's all you've heard pretty much your entire life? Oh boy. Thank you so much for this question and this beautiful email and all the kind words like that just touches my heart. And it, on these hard days where I feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not good enough or I'm not doing good enough in all these areas, I see messages like this and it really does motivate me and inspire me and remind me that I am doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing and that this podcast is extremely important. This message needs to be heard. I have something to say. People need to hear it. And this is a loaded question because it's not something that I can just answer and say, well, you know, to get beyond seeing yourself as just the fat girl, just do this, right? It's not that simple. But I think one of the things that you're doing right now is really important. And that's the fact that you're even self-aware. You're self-aware of the fact that you do see yourself still as just quote unquote, the fat girl, right? And that you are starting to do some of the work to find the things about yourself that you love or that you think are beautiful. And that's amazing. We have something called the fat girl identity. And when you, and girl, your story, and you probably know this from listening to my, my podcast, but like that could be my exact same story, right? Like it's very similar to what I've been through. And when you have lived your life, you know, with this identity that you're just the fat girl, it embeds itself into all of your thoughts, your beliefs, and your feelings about yourself. And you have to do the work, which we'll talk about in a second, to unravel that and change the way you view yourself, to change the identity and the relationship that you have with yourself. And also to understand that this identity, the fat girl identity that you have created, wasn't created there was all this outside influence from the bullying and the name calling that never gave you the opportunity to understand who you are as a person, to understand who you are outside of this identity that quite frankly was formed by people's opinions and nasty words about you. Right. And that's not fair. So it happened. We can't, continue to beat ourselves up over it. We can't live in the past. We have to get out of the pity party and we've got to take ownership and accountability on how we handle it going forward because we can't change the past. And so one of the ways we drop this fat girl identity is we have to learn how to create a new relationship with ourselves. You have to form a new relationship, an unconditional 
loving relationship with yourself. Because when you have been the fat girl and that's all you know, and that's your identity, and every time you look in the mirror, that's who you still see, then you've got some work to do around the relationship between you, not with anybody else, because we can't change what anyone else has said. We can't change what anyone else is going to think. People can think whatever they want. We have to change how we think and feel about ourselves. I know that I have several episodes on the podcast that, that talk about this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to link those in the show notes, the number of the episode and the name. One of the ones I would highly recommend that you go and listen to. And, you know, if you want to skip ahead to it, that's fine. If you want to keep going in order, that's fine too. Cause I know you said you were um, going in order, but if you listen to episode 159, it's called fat girl trauma. And this is another phrase that I talk about where, um, you know, with the fat girl identity comes a lot of trauma and we have to break that cycle because it goes back to the things that were said to you formed your beliefs about yourself. And so we have to go through that and we have to change our thoughts and we have to change our feelings. And it's something that's going to take a lot of time. This is exactly why people, you know, they can lose a hundred pounds and they can get to that new body at that goal size that they dreamed of. And every time they take a picture or every time they look in the mirror, all they see is the fat girl because it's hard for the brain to drop the thoughts and the feelings and all of the things that are connected to that identity because that has become your identity. Think about all the ways that it drives your decisions. If someone asks you to go somewhere, is the first thought in your head like, oh my God, is there a weight limit, right? If someone asks you to go somewhere, oh my God, what am I going to wear? Am I going to look fat? Oh my God, are they going to realize, recognize I lost weight or gained weight or blah, 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 blah. Like it's so embedded into who you are that you have to be able to do the thought work that is involved in order to drop that, that um, belief that you have about yourself. So what I'm going to do is, you know, I'm going to link up some of those episodes. You can go back and listen to some of those, but it really boils down to how are you going to create a new relationship with yourself? What does that look like? You have to start getting to know yourself right? You have to start dating yourself. You have to start learning who you are. What do you like? What do you enjoy? When you silence the inner fat bitch chatter, who are you really underneath of all that? And the only way to find that out is to do the thought work, to start doing things before you're ready to do them, building confidence, right? That it's, it's a multi-prong approach. It's really boils down to the entire irresistible you framework where we have five guiding principles. The first one is break the rules. Breaking the rules is about what are the beliefs that I tell myself? What are the thoughts that I have? Okay. I believe this about myself. Like how do I break that down and rewrite the rules so that I can start to believe something different and how we start doing that is by taking action. That's also how we build confidence, which is principle number two is make confidence queen, right? So we start doing things before we feel ready to do things because that essentially is how you build confidence in yourself. 
You don't build confidence by thinking about it, by waiting for the perfect moment. You got to just jump in there before you're even ready so that you can start to show yourself, okay, I can do this. Okay, I can do this differently next time. And I start to build confidence because I start to build the trust back in myself. The third principle is called be in the moment. And that is really where we do work on the identity stuff. We start working on dating ourselves, getting to know ourselves better, how to be more present, right? How do, how can I be more present and like be in the moment of what's going on now around me? Okay. The other guiding principle is called to feed your soul. And right now I'm just in the irresistible you journal. So in the journal, um, there is a brief introductions about what each one of these principles are. I am working on updating the journal. It's going to be bigger. It's going to have more content. It's going to be a little bit, you know, juicier. But when you look at this, when you say feed your soul, it's about, you know, doing things that fill you up with joy and happiness. Because when you are hungry emotionally, right? Like that leads to the binge eating, the emotional eating, the anxiety, depression, the inner fat bitch chatter. And so we have to find ways to do things that bring us joy and happiness that we discover maybe for the first time, maybe you're rediscovering things. And then lastly, the other guiding principle is called get your glam on. And that is all about, you know, defining, it's about taking care of the exterior, right? We've done a lot of the inner work. Now it's about, you know, creating a self-care and glam routine that is catered to you. How do you want to package yourself up to the world? How do you want to be seen and not waiting for the weight in order to do that? And that right there starts to deteriorate that fat girl identity because you start dressing the way you want to dress now, you know, getting your hair done, getting your nails done, getting your makeup done, making yourself feel irresistible and beautiful now as you work your way down the scale. We don't want to wait until we get to goal to take good care of ourselves because the more you do this, get your glam on, you start to see yourself differently. You start to deteriorate that fat girl identity and see yourself for the new version of you, that next level version of you. So that is just very brief. I'm going to link up some of these episodes because this, this goes deep. It's not an easy answer. Um, we can keep talking about this, but I'm so grateful for your email and your question and all of that. And I hope that is helpful to you. And I'm sure for other people that are listening as well. So guys, I don't know how this episode went. Uh, let me know if you like it. Let me know if, if you like these little chit chats. I can do these periodically if, if you're down with that, but I am going to let you guys go. I love podcasting and chatting with you and you can catch up with me on Instagram or in the Irresistible You Facebook group. If you like the podcast and it's been helpful in any kind of way, please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review or in the podcast player of your choice. That is the number one way you can help to support Irresistible You. I will catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay irresistible. Bye guys.